0: ARCHIMAX LOGIN CONFIRMED!
1: Welcome to The Lodge. You've accessed...
2: The LodgeCast Experience.
1: Warning! Warning! Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy!
0: Hello and welcome to The LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishki here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number 1-877-565-1466, where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies The LodgeCast will be reviewing. Bad Trip, starring Eric Andre, rated R. Sia's Music. Rated PG 13. Coming to America. Rated PG 13. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1 877 565 1466. Call toll free today. Love and light. Lodge Master chats with Lucas and Bishki.
2: Episode ninety-seven. Bliss. Wow! Hello and welcome <laughs> to another beautiful, blissful edition of the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodge Master. With me, as always, is Brother Bishki.
0: Hello, Lodge Master.
2: Brother Lucas. Wow. And back by popular demand, it's Brother D.
0: Oh, hey, thanks. That makes me feel really good. (laughs)
2: Brother D (laughs) D. Welcome back, D. Good to be back. Good to be great to be back. It's great to see your
3: faces. It's great to drink with you guys remotely. Mm -hmm. Yes,
2: Mm -hmm. the remote drinking (sighs) is going to be heavy on this one. Because I mean, this might be one of the lodgiest movies in recent (laughs) memory that we've covered on this on this here podcast. Yeah. The movie is Bliss. It's an Amazon Studios original. Viewable on Amazon Prime Video right now. You can go watch it now. And I, I kind of, uh, I kind of need everybody that can hear this to see this movie. You, you, don't, you don't have to see it now, but you need to see it. Jeff at some Jeff point. Bezos
1: yeah. had to resign from Amazon because he <laughs> agreed with this movie. Because he was like, I, he's like, he bet it all on it. He was like, yes,
2: this is it. Oh. oh I man. like to think, I like to think that that's the reality. Available for no extra fees. The movie stars Selma Hayek and Owen Motherfucker Wilson. Owen Wilson is back, baby. He's back. I miss that crazy schnoz so much. crooked, oh, crooked nose to, it's, Wilson. It's, it was so big in this movie. <laughs> it's so It's bigger than ever. So yeah. gross. It's bigger than ever. I mean, he's fucking back, y'all. At the very least, you got to see this movie to just find out what's up with old Owen. Reconnect with him, touch base, touch schnoz. And, you know, we're all chomping at the bit to get into it. But
0: before we do so... All right, from Rotten Tomatoes, Bliss is a mind-bending love story following Greg Owen Wilson, who, after recently being divorced and then fired, meets the mysterious Isabel Selma Hayek, a woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is nothing but a computer simulation. Doubtful at first, <laughs> Greg eventually <laughs> discovers there may be some truth to Isabel's wild conspiracy. Period. That's it. That's it. Whoa! Mic That's a pretty good schnapps. It's pretty good for what we got. Yeah.
2: So, did anybody know anything about this going in? I went no. in completely blind, and I'm
3: so happy I did. I'm going to do that from now on for every fucking movie. Yes. Movie. Yeah. I mean, yes. You know, I listened to your guys' podcast on uh, "Promising Young Woman," and I stopped it and at your warning, I stopped it and went and watched it completely yes. blind. I, why would I ever watch a trailer again? I, I don't. I don't understand. Like,
2: I don't watch them anymore. I. I just. I just don't. The most I'll do is watch like 10 seconds to to just rub it on my gums a little mm-hmm. bit, make mm-hmm. sure it's pure for the Lodgecast, and then I stop, and then I fucking stop. So, yeah, this is definitely one of those where it's best to not know anything. I All I knew from like five seconds of the trailer was that there's some sort of science fiction afoot, and I heard rumblings of some sort of like misbegotten black mirror elements. That's all I knew. So I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I knew something weird was coming.
1: Yeah, the one sheet of the movie is uh, Salma Hayek and Owen Wilson's faces. But like the, it's like the poster has like different layers. And so it's like their faces are two different versions. There's the clean kind of white collar, like rich <laughs> face. And then there's like the old haggard, you know, street, Face or whatever <laughs> street um, level. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I had zero <laughs> awareness of this movie until like a, a week ago when I just saw the thumbnail of that poster on Amazon Prime because I am an Amazon Prime mm-hmm. uh, subscriber. So I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I have I I have not seen Yellen Wilson since. Uh, is it the Wedding Crashers? Like, what 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 did he do post Wedding Crashers? Like, I don't know, right? Well, we correct s- me if I'm wrong, but I think he had. A heroin
3: addiction problem at some point um a brief heroin addiction problem yeah or perhaps I, I, opiate I, I,
1: addiction well no i remember like yeah somewhere in the in the knots or 2010s he he tried to kill himself or something the, yeah he he, like, was a, yes. he and jennifer aniston broke up and and he was messed up and i don't know the story but it seems dark
2: and all of all of that backstory adds levels of gravitas to this that are that feel very strange because you see Owen Wilson you hear you hear Owen Wilson especially after kind of the wowification <laughs> of his persona yeah. that's happened on the internet in his absence and you see him being serious but you're le- like I was laughing like I laugh right away when I see him and when I hear him talk I'm just like this dude's hilarious and he's he's likable the positive part of that is that you're instantly likable without even your character doesn't even really have to earn it. But the other side is, can we take him seriously, in right. like a serious role, you know? And that's the delicate balancing act. I was actually really
3: impressed with his performance. Uh, I thought he was super understated in this. Like I thought it was a different performance yeah. for him and I was I was pretty impressed with it, I really was.
2: Yeah, It's different for him and it's sure as hell different for Selma Hayek. Like I've never seen Selma Hayek like this. <laughs> She is a streetwise, shit-talking, sassy woman in this. And I was pleasantly surprised by both of them. Especially in this very strange world that they're creating. So, right off the bat, there's shades of, you know, being John Malkovich. Owen Wilson works at this company called Technical Difficulties. That was funny. Which it's just a bunch of people answering phones saying hello technical difficulties you're having technical difficulties and we kind of find out that he's hooked he's hooked on some sort of pills for a shoulder injury and he can't get his refills and he's jonesing for more and that kind of tips you off at the beginning that this is going to be like a possible drug parable you know whatever whatever nonsense yeah whatever whatever sort of sci-fi nonsense is going on it's going to be grounded in some sort of addiction but you know with this kind of movie try to put that in the back of your head you know you're like this thing's going weird it's trying to take me places so I'm just gonna at least what I did was I'm just like I'm gonna go along for the ride. I'm gonna strap in.
3: Which is why it's really great to not know anything about this movie because you really go like, okay, I don't, I don't need to. I'm not looking for the part where this happens or the part where no, you know that happens. I'm like, okay, we. I have no idea where we're going, so let's just let's go.
2: And when you see his wallet on his desk, kind of glitch in and out, you're uh. like, what? What the? What the fuck is this? <laughs> That's the first real sign that some sci-fi action is afoot. Bishki, did you know anything like what were you what were you doing in the early goings of this?
0: No, I knew very little. I, I saw the trailer but I knew very little. I was very happy to see Owen. I love him. Yes I was, I was like like Lodge Master I was laughing uh, almost immediately <laughs> but yes. um, but I had no idea like I was like like he kills his his boss. He
2: sort of accidentally kills his boss right after he gets fired and then hangs him up in the window to hide the body and covers, (laughs) covers him with the drapes so that you can't see him from the inside of the office. But then the camera pulls out of the window to the outside and you just see this body hanging up in the window. It's one of the strangest visuals like this movie seems truly like there's a part in the movie where Owen Wilson's like, you seem like you're just making this up as you go. That's what this movie feels like. A lot of it, you know, it's, it's just like this fever dream of thoughts and nightmares that someone was having. And Amazon was like, yes, yeah. It
1: felt like put it, it directly on the screen. It felt like, yeah, the writer director, Mike Cahill, uh, Smoked DMT for the first time and <laughs> yes. had like some like yes like out of body experience where when he came back down to earth was like dude we're living in a simulation man <laughs> like don't yes. you know I'm loco yes and it, it it is it owes a lot to to the Matrix
2: it owes a lot to a lot and you have to you have to by force push the matrix out of your mind you got you, you got to not
1: think about that but there's also this weird curveball where so yeah it 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 shows Owen Wilson as Owen Wilson right it's it's him maybe his hair is slicked back or it's combed a little cleaner or whatever <laughs> yeah. but but he he has this emotional B story where he's got his daughter's, he's divorced, and he's got his daughter's uh high school graduation. He's like, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna I'm gonna see you graduate and walk in the ceremony, and then afterwards we're gonna go to dinner. And if your mom, you know, will let me, like, I I would like to treat all of us, you know, and it's like this really important uh relationship.
2: His daughter is definitely the B story through this whole thing. Like and he's, he's constantly preoccupied with these drawings that he's making. He's making these drawings of like his dream Spanish villa. And he keeps drawing this mysterious woman that looks suspiciously like Selma Hayek. And <laughs> so after he kills his boss, he gets out of the building. He goes across the street to a bar and he meets Isabel. He meets Selma Hayek. And how would you describe her look in this like what? like what, like uh she's like she, a homeless
3: like, tweaker like a homeless tweaker <laughs>
1: like yeah. uh, she's still
3: gorgeous you know
1: like lodge master what did you call it um from doctor sleep like a buckle a buckle person or whatever
2: yeah she's she's buckle adjacent <laughs> like she almost looks ready for like a cw buckle trunk like or supernatural show <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like it's she's it's a almost goddess. a buckle yeah. show with her but she's she takes she takes a hard turn into witchcraft because she quickly demonstrates to Owen that she can wave her finger and like cause shit to happen telekinetically like she knocks a waiter down <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's what she's determines just, like whether or not you're a real person right like that specific mechanism
2: she knocks him down and you know Owen's like, whoa, what are you doing? And she's like, she's like, I don't care because he's not real. None of this is real. Only me and you are real. And so she tells him that she's going to fix his problem. She knows his problem. She points up to the window that they can see from where they're sitting. And you see the boss hanging up there. And she's like, I can fix your problem if you help me get my amulet necklace back. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) We're off to the races. She has an an amulet necklace full of glowing yellow crystals that he has to get back from this dude that's passed out in the bathroom. (laughs) Like, they take these crystals. And then she thanks him and she magically causes the boss to... Slip down off, off of the hooks that he's hanging from, and the window <laughs> opens and he falls. He slides out of the window, making it look like his corpse is like suicide. Weekend at Bernie's style. Yeah, like his Weekend at Bernie's falling <laughs> out the window. So Owen is supposedly off the hook for the murder, but they go on the run together into <sighs> this kind of underground homeless encampment. Just to lay low. So safe heart safe harbor. <laughs> safe harbor. Um until the which, case is closed. Technically. Oh, until the case is closed. Right. But but it so, was but it
1: was such a funny, like yeah, I mean you're describing it, but like you to see it play out where right. to see you like, gotta see it. Closed. And this it's is the first like he, 10 he's, minutes. He's at yeah. a bar, he closes his tab, he like walks outside, the body just like randomly <laughs> like, like the window just like opens and he slides out, and there are these like <laughs> there are these uh, technical difficulty office workers like smoking, yeah. smoking cigarettes and they all like overreact like, oh, my God, Like, he jumped, oh, that's great. he jumped. And Owen Wilson like walks up to one of the guys and the guy's like, are you coming out of a bar right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that actor was great. The guy overreacted.
3: Oh, yeah. He just fucking killed himself. He was hilarious.
2: And you know that they're overreacting like that so that as a viewer, you know that they're not suspecting any foul play. You know, it's just like when when you need when you need help clarifying your plot, you can always have people just yell shit like he's going over there and he's probably going to rob that bank. You know, so they go to Selma Hayek's little shanty town, which which is uh, the 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 five
1: freeway where the five connects with the one ten north. Yeah, like Burbank, Glendale Dodgers
2: Stadium, like that whole area, like Frogtown. It's a desirable area to build your shanty town, and I don't know if he means to be funny, maybe he does, but just the way Owen Wilson says shit i just I laughed out loud when he kind of he sees the shantytown and then he calls after, Are you homeless? Are you homeless? <laughs> <laughs> just the way just the way he says it, and it's like, no shit bro like what do you what do you think is happening here so the movie's cool though in the way that, you know, when the crystals are introduced and when the magic happens and even when night falls over her shanty town, the scary kind of ambiance turns kind of magical and like inviting. Like there's a real gray blue kind of hue to most of the street level stuff in this movie but when there's any sort of magic afoot it turns golden and there's a saturation to the color correction there's prisms yeah and and so at night her her homestead lights up and it's suddenly like kind of inviting and kind of romantic (laughs) and she makes some stir fry and he stays there and has some (laughs) stir fry with her so what are you making (laughs) she's starts teaching him magic like what is this she starts teaching him how to light candles just by pointing a lighter at a candle and then she's like now try it without the lighter and th- then he's just using his fingers as magic wands like what were you guys feeling during this what did you guys know what the fuck was I, going I, on
1: i i had no idea what was going on i had like a general sense of what was going on but i wasn't certain of my of my theory and it was tough. I was on the ropes at this point. Like the <laughs> the first 30 minutes of this movie are really, really tough. Like it, it, it to me. They're tough? Was, it there's was, so
2: much shit going on. They're packing in more into that first 30 than we see in two and a half hour movies.
0: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> there's a lot going on. And then like. A lot of questions I have, but the movie just keeps barreling forward in terms of It keeps moving. Yeah. And also yes.
3: you said like what are you feeling? And that's 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 something I want to point out is I was like engrossed from the beginning. Like the office scene when he's talking to his daughter on one line and the boss keeps calling, you need to or the secretary keeps coming, you need to go see the boss. I was like, so fucking uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, for some reason, I was very like uh, engrossed in all the different scenes. Like, I was in there, you know. And so when the lights kicked on, like when she was showing him that stuff, even though I knew I was, this was a device, I was like, oh, I had a little bit of wonderment there. You know what I mean?
2: Definitely. You wanted some of that stir fry she was cooking up. Yeah,
3: but I'm also terrified <laughs> of being homeless. I have ever since I was a little kid. I have no idea why, but. So like as soon as I got to the homeless yeah, camp, weirdo. I was like, yeah, but it's but it's weird. It's like it's like they. I thought they, the, the the different settings and the different cinematography did really put you in a place where, at least for me, where I was like, I didn't know where the story was going. It didn't make any sense at this point. Right. But I was feeling things. You know what
2: I mean? You were up in your feelings a little bit, as was I. She lets him know that his drawings, his obsessive drawings, what he is drawing is actually reality. That's what really exists. And the woman that he's been drawing is, in fact, her. And furthermore, they belong together. And that's when they smooch. They smooch it up. And I wrote down at that point, this movie is bug fuck. (laughs) But I have to say, the leads are so likable, at least to me, that it somehow keeps this crazy room with way too many colors and way too many tchotchkes it keeps the room together it ties it together and keeps it on the rails just enough to keep your head in the game
3: and who would have ever thought if you told me like 10 years ago oh yeah this movie where uh owen wilson and uh salma hayek are romantic (laughs) leads
2: (laughs) only in only in 2021 do i feel that we could be gifted this straight into our living rooms
3: (laughs) but they surprisingly had good chemistry i thought i mean better than i thought they would you know
2: yeah what do we think about this chemistry because the movie the movie kind of hinges on it i think i will say it's strange chemistry but i was with it i i'm guessing lucas is it's going to reject it outright but i'm (laughs) curious to see like when they when they touched lips what did you think were you happy for them were you worried
1: uh i wasn't worried but I, I wasn't happy for them either it was it's, it's, it's a good app description it's weird for sure that like it's just um like i could i could see them working together like in a normal traditional studio rom-com from like the early aughts like like sure. from mm-hmm. 2000 to 2006 yeah. let's mm-hmm. say
2: yeah
1: but yeah in in 2021 20, uh, wow uh at, at where they they both are in their careers and lives, like they, they yeah they have this age and this gravitas, like where it is just like yeah it's on a different <laughs> level, right? Because they're they're such pros. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I wasn't on board just because the whole thing just felt like. Uh, like a student feature, you know, to invoke the, the the student. I
2: don't think we're certified. We can't certify. Okay, that. that's fair. No, no, we can't. But the was, budget is too. I don't think the cinematography huge. was student
3: feature certified. No,
1: mm, no, mm. no. But, well, we'll let our listeners decide. Hit us up in those comments. <laughs> we'll <laughs> let our <her> listeners.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying there are not yeah. elements of student. I've done student features that are similar in plot to this, so there's yes, definitely the some plot elements that are that are like, "Hey, man, we're all living in a simulation." That's definitely a student feature.
2: The theories were born in a dorm room. Yes. that's for sure. The visuals alone push it into ridiculously funded territory. Vishki, before we leap into the qu- absolute craziness of the next section were you in your feelings at all like did you want this did you want to see this couple together or what were you feeling
0: yeah i mean um quickly we spiral into drug addiction and and so that's like uh Crazy love story. I was with it. And especially the next sequence, which I think we have to call The Salad Dragon.
2: It is 110,000% <laughs> The Salad Dragon. <laughs> hey, dragon the Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A wrinkling Time. <laughs> Now this is a leafy fucking dragon folks. Lucas, you got to at least give it up for this next yeah. section here.
1: Yeah, I know. I know this this is definitely the Salad Dragon scene, but it was shortly after the Salad Dragon where I had to take a time out. I had I had to like get through this movie and city <laughs> yeah, and stuff. No, I, like, understand. I was like fuck man, I'm out.
2: The Salad Dragon is a lot to take in and if you're not if you're not ready for it, it could it could send you into a shame spiral. But if you're if you're on board and if you're dialed in, there is a grimy falling in love montage in this that is one just for the ages. It takes place in a roller skating rink, and God bless him. God bless Moonlight him for at the rink. Is it The Moonlight? Glendale, California. Nice. Holy shit. I recognize that thing from a mile away. Every movie that has a
3: roller rink in it is is that roller
2: rink. (laughs) All right. All right. So I feel even closer to it now because I've been there. But it intercuts Wilson and Hayek making out in this grungy roller rink bathroom, consuming these yellow crystals from her fucking amulet. And then it cuts to them actually going around the rink together, holding hands, they encounter this troublemaker that skates between them th- going the wrong way and breaks their hand holding. And this isn't this isn't just a little kid. This is a grown man that does this, by the way, which makes it even funnier. And Wilson, looking completely cracked out by this time, turns around, wiggles his finger at this guy and sends him flying across the <laughs> rink. He just goes Flying. And, of course, Selma Hayek is turned on by this, and they, they continue to vigorously make out, both in the bathroom and now on the rink itself. Then they just start looking around. A dude, a random dude, grabs a girl's ass. Hayek raises her middle finger and magically knocks him down with it. She notices this old woman using a walker, giving her the stink eye. This is the best part. She tells Owen to knock her down next. She's like, she's not real. Get her. <laughs> And so he does in this wide <laughs> shot. He he's doing like finger guns. He's like doing mm-hmm. like pew pew with his fingers. He knocks her down, and then knocks down her elderly companion as well, just for good measure. I think it was All her in caregiver. This wide shot. It was amazing. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. telekinetically knocking down elderly people. I was like, wow.
2: And then it's just a free-for-all. They're knocking everybody down. They're shooting everybody with finger guns. People are going flying. All the while intercut with this grungy sex scene in the bathroom stall when they're still wearing their skates. And you'd think like the music would just be like bonkers. But no, it's like this slow, sultry tune. Like music you'd put behind two lovers like kissing under a street lamp in the rain or something. It's, but it's scoring this roller rink massacre. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's everything we do this podcast for is, is a section like this. Like, that's what it is. And they, they go to like the coat rack and they steal some coats and some fedoras and fucking head out like a couple of grifters. Oh my God. So after that, Lucas, you had to take a break. Is that right? Like, yeah, you just had to, you I, I was breather.
1: so not in the mood for it. Like, <laughs> it was just not landing for me. It was just too bonkers. <laughs>
3: If you're not into the movie at that point, that is the point where you're like, okay, fuck, that's too much. Like, you're going to go way off. Yeah, you're,
2: you're never yeah. coming back.
1: Yeah, I, I finished it, like, the following day. I, I think, like, I got through, oh, like, oh, 30, wow. 38 minutes the first time. Yeah, like, to the salad oh, ring. Wow. And I was like, I, I got to take a break. I, I can't watch <laughs> this right now.
2: So, at this point, especially when they're doing the crystals in the bathroom... <laughs> I'm like, this is all just a tweaker fever dream, right? right. Like, it's right. got to be. Like, right. yeah. it's got to be. They're just on drugs, for sure. This is their reality. Yeah. They're just they're on, on drugs. drugs. So, you know, you, you get that in your mind. You get that front-loaded.
3: Well, especially when they, they go outside of there and they, they think that they see somebody else being arrested, but then it sort of the, it reverses and instead of they're watching yes. these people get hauled away in a car and then it sort of reverses as the car goes by and it's actually them in the car looking out so then you really do think like okay these guys are just drug addicts they just went to jail they got out now they're going to look for
2: fucking fast food you know i mean they're (laughs) i thought they (laughs) were i thought they were bodies yeah i was like and you have to keep in mind as you're just listening to this this is owen wilson and selma hayek going through all this it's Mm -hmm. the last two (laughs) people you'd ever imagine being in this situation especially together soulmates so they're (laughs) They go to get her magic crystal amulet refilled and they go like to this sketchy building downtown and Owen's just kind of standing out on the street and his daughter comes up and she like locates him. She's been looking for him. She's been trying to find him and, you know, get him clean or whatever. And, you know, he sees her. He's like, oh, wow, it's you. And she's like, listen, dad, you got to You got to come home. You know, you've you've been out here. He's like, I'll still be at your graduation. She's like, that happened two weeks ago. And, you know, he gets that hang dog look on his face. And then you see that Hayek sees her talking to him. And she's talking to her crystal dealer. And you kind of sense that it's a setup. Like she's setting him up. There's some sort of trap afoot that she's laying. And so you're worried for him. And for some reason, I guess only just to make the movie exist and keep moving, the daughter just says, OK, here's a cell phone. Call me when you're ready, which I'm like, no, he seemed he seemed like he was ready to go with you. But no, you're just going to give him the cell phone and walk away, whatever.
3: Well, because he says, I'm waiting for my friend. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting for my friend, which is like if you ever watch one of those interventions, you know, the intervention show, or, or <laughs> right. an addict. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, Totally. I'm ready to go with you. I just, I, I gotta get this one thing real quick. Like my friends coming yeah. out with this thing and then we'll go, you know what I mean? For sure. So that's why she's like, oh shit, you know. She what? buys it
2: and she walks away and thank God she does because it sets the table for Salad Dragon number deuce.
3: <laughs> Double Dragon.
2: They're walking down the street together, Owen and Hayek and she takes another crystal a van pulls up and a dude with a gun threatens Owen for being in his territory late at night. And so Owen takes the amulet and gulps down like all the rest of the yellow crystals. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he uses his, no this actually happened in the movie, what I'm (laughs) about to say. He uses his crystal strength to telekinetically lift the van and crush it <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then he vomits at, right afterwards.
2: And then he violently vomits immediately after like, passes out and vomits. Yeah. And Hayek is super excited. She says, she says, and I quote, "Dude, look at you, You're like the telekinetic warrior!" <laughs>
1: oh, look at you!"
3: You'd like this the kinetic warrior! Oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> That's a line. Oh my
1: But the the funniest part about that was the guy in the van that he crushed like approached him on the street right before that and was like, you want some mud? You want some gag? You want some skank? You want some heroin? You want some age? And he's like, no, I'm all right. And the guy like pulls his ass out and then like looks behind him and is like, "Mm," like, like giving him kissy faces. I mean, it was uh, very vivid. It's a vivid scene. Which is also, uh, it speaks to Owen Wilson's performance that I liked about
3: this. If this is a drug parable, it depends on how you uh, interpret it. I like how he framed it as if it was his reality. Like when the guy was like, do you want drugs? He's like, no, no, I don't want, like, you know, he didn't like, he wasn't walking around like itching himself like I need drugs. He was just like, this is my reality, the reality that I'm yeah. living right now is that I can have <laughs> crystals, which give me telekinetic powers, allowing me to change the physical world around me. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not on drugs. I don't like drugs. This is my reality. You know what I mean? Which I thought was interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where do you go from here? There's there's only one place you can go. And that is upping the ante into blue crystals. <laughs> Hayek says they need they need to take blue crystals now to eject themselves from the simulation. Just one? <laughs> she needs to—they t- need to take, like, what, like ten. 10 or something? 10. ten. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. So she takes out this strange nostril injection device that looks out like something out of a Cronenberg movie. And she loads it with these fucking blue crystals. He sticks it up his nose— and bam, suddenly we're in a completely different realm, a completely different reality. Yeah. In which Bishki, do you know, can you explain what happens after he snorts these crystals? Oh, we go to Croatia,
0: apparently. That was what it was. <laughs> uh, oh, it's <that> beautiful. <laughs> beautiful seaside town. And Owen's confused as hell. I'm confused as hell. Um it's about the fifty-minute mark, so it's about halfway through, and, and the movie has has done a switcheroo, and we're in. They're like ultra rich uh, utopia. They're in, they're in. I'm sorry, I didn't describe. They're they're connected to a virtual reality machine called a brain box. Brain box, <laughs> and the whole thi- the whole thing was uh, apparently a hallucinate hallucination in the brain box.
2: And Hayek is, is the doctor that's running the experiment but on all what, these people. But what
1: does the brain box look like? Are there actual brains in the box?
2: <laughs> there okay.
0: are brains in the box. <laughs>
2: There's brains. Okay. They're hooked up to a bunch
3: of floating brains. <laughs> I don't know why, how you see student future. There's just floating brains in a, in a plexiglass box. And then tubes oh come out of it God. and the tendrils go into the nose. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But Salma Hayek looks
2: like a lot better in this new in this new yes, realm. Like she's, they, 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 she's a refined doctor, and Owen is also a doctor in this reality. Uh, <laughs> but the color grading is super saturated now. They're in this utopian society. There's, she takes him on a walk through the grounds. He doesn't remember anything, so he's looking around, and there's you know, holograms running everywhere. There's all sorts of futuristic fun and games going on. And he realizes quickly that he and Hayek are married and they live in his dream house that he's been sketching this whole time. So his dreams are now reality. Whoa. Wow. But... We keep cutting back to the former reality, and we see his daughter checking homeless shelters for him. But you also see her, that she was simply a program of the brain box. So you don't know what to believe at this point. Down is up. Up is down. Cats and dogs living together. But (laughs) it turns out that this reality that he's in now, the saturated utopian reality... The Tuscany reality. ...is their reality and she created the program of the first 50 minutes the blue shitty reality as a way to remind people about how shitty life could be so that they appreciate the utopia that they currently live in Mm -hmm. that's all somehow happening in this movie
3: and this is only like an hour (laughs) in (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Look, yes true that is that is that is an important statement yeah that is actually accurate
3: and they belabor the
2: fact that it's
3: basically a scientifically created utopia that there was all these problems yes but but i think he was kind of lampooning it a little bit because he was like there were all these problems but science is what saved the day we came up with <laughs> yeah. bio like uh what was it synthetic biology we came three up with things automation and then we came up with Asteroid mining. So that kind of
2: seems like a little asteroid bit of a asteroid There's a lot of talk about asteroid mining.
1: That would not have been the first thing I thought of.
2: <laughs> you, you may wonder how we get all this information delivered to us. Well, it just so happens that Owen, Dr. Owen Wilson in this utopia, invented this gadget called... The Thought Visualizer. And it's a screen which hilariously draws and animates all of your thoughts. Or your exposition. Hayek animates the exposition. It's the exposition visualizer. (laughs) So Hayek literally, she wheels it out, she stands next to it, and she breathlessly explains all this shit and tops it off with asteroid mining. All the while, we're seeing an animated depiction of all the shit that she's saying, which must have been some note that somebody gave, which is like, you got to spice up this exposition dump.
3: Yeah, right. They took uh, they took screenwriting one hundred and one, and they were like. You can't say it. You got to show it. Screenwriting one hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I can tell by Lucas's face that he thought this was an ingenious device, never used before. <laughs> Extremely uh, deft oh. storytelling is what Lucas is thinking. Yes.
1: Oh uh, no! There's a scene where they're like walking down like a market bazaar, and he's like, "Olive oil? We got.
0: I gotta buy some olive oil." And she's like, "No, we have like tons of olive oil at home already." We gotta get some olive oil.
3: Oh no, Greg. Yes. No, we have gallons yes. of it at home.
2: Home? Bishky, yeah. do you have
0: something to say about the, the thought visualizer? Uh no, it was it was it was good, effective, visualized TED talk. And then we go to like a a conference in the in a villa, and we got it's some It's like
2: a Catalina wine mixer for, yeah. for gadget creators. And we get Bill Nye. Bill Nye fucking shows up. That was my biggest laugh. From from what I could tell, he's playing himself. I think he's playing Bill yeah. Nye in this. I yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. he was, and that's
1: what gave me the big laugh, was his first scene, because it was like, oh, Bill Nye. But then he was more of a supporting character. He had like a couple other scenes, and I was like, whoa, Bill Nye.
2: Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I think it's his, his biggest role that I've seen him in. I mean, we've seen him in Mank, which was interesting that he popped up in there. And now he's at this wine mixer... And he's all stoked on the thought visualizer. He's got these lines talking about the thought visualizer. Then later, when Hayek is separated from Wilson, he creeps over and he gets kind of uh, conspiratorial and he's like trying to act seriously, and he's like, We don't really believe in her research, and we're we're kind of scared. So you watch your back.
1: Word on the street that there have been problems with Isabel's research.
2: I think my favorite line. My favorite line in the whole movie might be Hayek yelling at Wilson, We have to go back into the brain box, Greg.
3: I need complete data.
2: Like there are some just howler lines that that get thrown around in this section. And again, God bless these two actors for taking the silliest material imaginable. Psst. And mm-hmm. somehow, just through their likability, keeping it on the tracks, like and went that's for a Herculean, percent.
3: Like what, like Selma Hayek, I've never seen her like wackier. You know what I mean?
2: No, they do not hold back in this. Mm-hmm. And if they did, if they held back even slightly, we'd all be in Lucasville right now. We'd all be <laughs> grumpy about it. So, uh, I mean, the movie goes fucking bananas
0: at this point. It goes like. I, th- I think it's like Darren Aronofsky's mother. like it, Yes, it, yes. Owen Wilson's reality starts breaking down. He thinks his daughter's real and like there's all these glitches in the Matrix. Reality folding in on itself. Bill Nye, like, there's like a riot in this house and Bill Nye like throws a guy through a glass table. And it was supposed to be a utopia. (laughs) It was
3: supposed to be a utopia, but now the simulation is like creeping back into this utopia somehow and ruining it.
2: Yeah. After a bunch of action, you know, set pieces and and chasing around and running through different realities, you know, the movie lands on kind of more, more or less where we expect it to. It does end up being about his addiction and about his, you know, daughter losing him to his addiction. And... I thought the ending was kind of touching. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but like you know, Owen was was doing a lot of real silent but but present acting, and I was into it. You know, I I really wanted there to be some sort of surprise, like science fiction triple double sow cow twist at the end, mm-hmm. but it grounded it for me at the end in a, in kind of an unexpectedly nice way. But what did you guys think?
3: I thought it was interesting because it didn't really answer the question of uh, of what was real and what wasn't. You know what I mean? Like uh, basically, they go back in. They they realize that this this reality is folding in, so they have to go back into the simulation, take the proper dose of blues to get out. And they go to do that, and of course, they can't get the proper (laughs) dose. But in order to get the proper dose, they're killing everybody. So now there's like no way back. And Owen Wilson says, "I'm going to stay because I like it here. I want to see my daughter, whatever." And she goes back, quote unquote. And then he's in an AA meeting, right? But that scene was very touching to me, and probably because of his history, yeah. you know, his history with with his drug addiction and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And yep. Uh, and I chose like my the way I see it is that like he did. I thought it was sort of a drug parable, or maybe it doesn't even matter. Maybe maybe what the message is is that like whether or not we're in a simulation, whether or not this is real or not, like you need to live for what you're living in and like experience yeah. what you're living in as opposed to, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting because it didn't nail it home. It didn't say this is exactly what's happening. This is the answer. So I really, I was thinking about it for like the next day. I don't know. That's good. I mean, if you're, if you're still thinking about
0: it. I'm with, I'm with brother D. I, I think um, his decision to sort of choose suffering in the simulation over the kind of like ultra rich utopia future. I thought that was uh well done. And and Owen, there's like a good shot of him like just living in the moment in the simulation and at the end and, and then he goes to AA yeah. and I was like, I thought the uh, the movie wrapped up nicely.
2: You almost forget how fucking silly it was for, like, the vast majority. Like, he, he brings it home so hard at the end. Lucas, what did you think of the ending? Did you uh, did you shed
1: a tear? Meh. No, no. I definitely did not. Meh. Meh. Like, when, yeah, his daughter, you know, finally found him. And he, she was like, I graduated two weeks ago. I was just like, oh, man. Like, I feel like I am in a film class, you know, like, watching someone's cycle film. <laughs> um, but yeah no this was not for me like i i wasn't on board with the ideas you know like i just didn't care i was just like this all right well let's
2: before we before we go too far into despair here let's sniff those blue crystals and go to them bliss bones All right, Lucas, we're going to let you cool your heels for a second, actually. I'm going to give you a chance to listen to some love and light and maybe warm the cockles of your heart a bit. Ah, just trying to get my prescription refilled, okay? <laughs> Brother D, we love having you back. You're the guest of honor. Kick us off. What would right. say you? Thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh,
3: <laughs> let me preface this statement by saying that this is not a movie I would recommend to about half the people I know. But the other half, I think, okay. would really enjoy it. Like, my parents were, are not going to like this movie. You know what I mean? Like, sure. uh, my brother is probably not going to like this movie. But there's a lot of people, I think, who would enjoy it. Now, the past me and the future me might have different opinions about this movie. <laughs> but I will say this. It was very engrossing. I meant to take yeah. notes during the movie, and I really didn't because I didn't want to miss anything on screen. It was emotionally nice. engrossing. I thought the cinematography was excellent. I thought that uh, I was really in there. Now, the storytelling you know, you get lost in a bit, but I think you're sort of, uh, you're getting value in the fact that you don't know what's happening, but you're also losing value because you don't know what's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right, like, and
2: Oh, and to help you out, Owen Wilson rarely knows what's going on in it. So you can just kind of surf along with him.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I thought, and you're right, he has charisma. I thought that he was, I thought that his performance was really good. I thought it was very understated. Like I said before, he didn't do like a lot of like, uh, Drug uh, addict stuff that you normally do when you're trying to win an Oscar no. or something like that for a drug guy. You know what I mean? Like he never, he he. It was presented that this was his reality and not that he was like a drug addict.
2: Yeah, most of the heavy lifting was hair, a little bit of dirt on his face, and his clothing getting more disheveled. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't bringing any like crazy ticks to it. Which no, because he just thought this is what was
3: happening. You know
2: what I mean? Um, I thought right. the kids were great.
3: Uh, I thought that the the daughter was very convincing. I thought she was. I don't know. I um, I I've experienced a lot of emotions during this, which I, which you know, that's great. Like when when you like to me, like Forrest Gump is still one of my favorite movies. I know a lot of people think it's manipulative. I know a lot of people think that the soundtrack is <laughs> Bless manipulative. Bless you for that. But guess what? I cry during that fucking movie, and so you know, like I I, I I give a lot of points for a movie getting me to feel something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I also will posit this: there was three levels of simulation in that movie. There was the level that it was the poverty level. Right, yeah. And then they went up to this next level, that was uh, this rich level, right? And then there's a third level, which is us watching this movie, because it is really a simulation, right? So I thought it had a lot of interesting ideas. I thought it didn't answer any of them, which I like.
2: (laughs) It's frustrating, but I like it because there are no answers.
3: Yeah, yeah. So again, I don't know. I don't know if it was just. The right night, just the right amount of weed or whatever. I'm going to go three bones for this movie.
2: Nice. Three bones from Brother D. That's a strong three. Very nice. All right. Lucas is still cooling off a little bit. Uh, Brother Bishke, I know
0: you were smiling during this movie. I was smiling. I was laughing. Owen always gets me going. Um <laughs> Owen always gets me going. In the tradition of replicas and serenity. Mm, Serenity. Finally,
2: someone brings up serenity.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got some serenity virtual stuff going on. I, I have to um I have to support this kind of filmmaking. Um and stuff like this getting green light. I mean, it's very rough around the edges, but uh writer director Mike Cahill goes big on ideas and on ambition. And I'm always up for, you know, ideas over you know craftsmanship necessarily but I, but i thought it looked great too uh, you know i was tripping out in the first half i didn't know how far down the drug <laughs> simulation we were gonna we were gonna go but i like yeah. the 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 switcheroo midway right back a memory of uh a podcast of author and investor tim ferris if you're familiar with uh, Four hour work. He, he 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 microdoses pain to to kind of ch- to challenge himself and you can kind of sympathize with Owen Wilson wanting to be like, no, I'm not gonna be just an ultra-rich, you know, utopian. I'm gonna go back to this world of of of, of suffering and and homelessness and 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 deal with it. Take it
2: back to the streets.
0: Yeah. I didn't know where this movie was going at any point. It was a roller coaster, you know, not gonna be for everyone. Um I like like Brother no. D said, you know, recommend to the right people. Everyone in the lodge should see this. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And uh, required. I love The Matrix. I love Cronenberg's Existence. This movie's probably not on par with those two classics, but um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's got the same crazy ambitious spirit. I'm going to throw it two and a half bones.
2: Two and a half bones from Brother Bisky. All right. Into the heart of darkness we go with Brother Lucas.
3: <laughs> well, uh... <laughs>
1: no, love and light, fam. I'm glad you all uh, got got some mileage out of this uh, this run. Um, I guess to give you my, my my Cahill background, I didn't make it through another Earth. I, I noped out of that like probably 30 or 40 minutes in and... The iOrigins Origins trailer, I thought was pretty silly or cheesy. I couldn't even bring myself to watch that movie. Um, so going into mm. this one, I was I was wary. I was very wary, and yeah, right from the get, I, I was just not uh, on board with the program. And and uh, it was odd the casting of Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. You know, it's like you could almost see like different actors in the role or what have you, but for whatever reason, um, he chose those two actors. And I did a little online research, like reading some interviews, and I guess neither one of them, uh, Owen Wilson or Salma Hayek, read the script. Mike Cahill just basically pitched them <laughs> and was like, this is my idea, you know, <laughs> man. And like, I smoked some DMT and it's like, what if this was all a simulation? um and you had to experience the bad to appreciate the good and and you know they said yes which kind of like blows me away
2: they all sniff some blue crystals and (laughs) because yeah
1: i guess they're not getting offered like a lot of projects you know like when you get older in hollywood you, you tend to be discarded i mean look at like so many great you know careers that just like go like on the skids and then you've got like i don't know um but watching this movie, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, it took me three different sittings. So it was like the first sitting, I made it to the first Salad Dragon. And then the second sitting, I, I did the, the like the mini dragon that was like after that where you crushed the van. And then finally the third sitting, I, I I got through the rest of it. And I just, yeah, I just didn't care. Like I really... Uh, it just felt like it was like a film film school project like more than anything and I, I I think if it was like a traditional studio romantic comedy somehow I would like it more if that makes any sense um, like I'd I'd throw it a bone there was romantic comedy elements oh you're making stir fry well, I, I know I know it's there <laughs> like I want to see the, I want to see these two actors together but but just not in this <laughs> film so I, I got to give it a woof I'm <laughs> sorry <No. laughs>
3: Oh, incorrect.
2: What That's is this? Just- it-
3: can I ask you, Lucas? Is this is this retaliatory? No, because no. we all enjoyed this so much. No, I think a lot of your ideas are
1: right, but like, this 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 honestly was so bad that I did I did something I never do. I the next morning when I finally finished, you stayed it, away through a movie. No, yeah, I I looked up <laughs> who represents Mike Cahill. Is WME and and his agents are pretty important. They got a lot of fancy clients, but then I was like, okay, who produced this movie? Like who gave him the money to make this? And it's like James D. Stern. I, he like founded Endgame Entertainment. Like he basically liked Mike and his idea, and just cut him a check. But it's like, wow, wow, man, I need to get out there and write some wacky shit. I um, I don't know much
3: about Mike Cahill at all, so I've never watched anything else by him. So, but I do know Amazon is giving out shitloads of mo- money, so we should write
2: something. But in the meantime, a woof! Wow, I'm gonna render the correct verdict on this. <laughs> And let you know that I have this blessing and this curse of not just seeing the movie, but I see, you know, when I watch a movie like this, I see all the meetings behind it, all the deals, all the opportunities that everybody has to back out that they just don't, they don't take. They, they're like, this is it. We're going through with this. First day of shooting, Selma Hayek looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, I'm really here. I'm really doing this. And... I love that. I love that they fucking pushed through on this silly, silly, silly concept, and they somehow touched my heart with it. Like, they somehow made it sing in a weird, fucked up, definitely not for everyone kind of way, but you know what? I... Hmm. I got to give it three bones as well. I got to give it three solid bones. It's bug fuck crazy. It shows you things that you haven't seen before. And in this topsy-turvy 2021 VOD world, what, I mean, what else can we ask for at this point? Yeah. Other than to see something that tickles us in a way that we haven't been tickled in quite a long time or sometimes Maybe ever.
3: It's a hell of a lot better than that Tropical Storm movie with fucking Mel Gibson, I'll tell you that yeah. much.
2: <laughs> Force of Nature. We just reminded yeah, ourselves. and I were talking about that. We're like, what was the last movie that uh, Brother D was on? And we do officially apologize. Force, no, <laughs> Force no, no, no. of Nature I, was dude, I, not. I, it
3: was still Lodgeworthy. That movie was definitely Lodgeworthy for
0: yeah, sure. Yeah, but That's this, true. That's this true. was made for the lodge, in my opinion.
3: yeah. 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 This movie kind of felt like a mushroom trip to me, like yeah. a little bit of a mushroom trip.
2: Yeah, this one is custom molded for the lodge and the lodge cast, and uh, I, I couldn't be happier that we had you back on. Uh, Lt, I'm I'm sorry that that we hurt you again on this one, but now it know. makes sense because I
1: feel <laughs> like I feel like these are the months January and February and like normal before times, like is like when shit yes. just gets dumped and like released on VOD mm-hmm. and this. Was like the perfect VOD movie because it's like I could never imagine like seeing that in a theater. It's just no way.
2: Oh, imagine a discount night. <laughs>
3: ooh, just high as balls, like eating like way oh. too many
2: edibles. Oh, wonderful. Oh, man. That would have been great. Bliss. That's bliss, y'all. We got bliss, Except for me. Brother D, thanks for getting blissed out with us. Thank you, you,
3: brother D. Thank you for having me.
2: I loved seeing all you guys, man. I apologize, Lucas,
3: for my... uh, The only reason my reaction was so extreme is that I respect your opinion so much.
2: (laughs) It hurts when he's so wrong. The the wolf hurt. (laughs) The wolf hurt.
1: hurt.
3: Because, brother Lucas, let me ask you this. What did you give... What did you give that shitty Mel Gibson movie? I don't you didn't you didn't give it a woof, dude. You're saying that Mel Gibson movie was better than this movie. I, just,
1: I bet he didn't give it a woof. I gave the hurricane movie uh, I think I gave it one bone because I thought there should have been more tigers or more neighbors or like some something yeah. more than what they had, but
2: they were on to something. Like they almost had it. Like if bliss took place during a tropical storm. <laughs> oh,
3: right. You had a you had a live rewrite
2: where it was like uh, the tiger got out
3: and the neighbors had to band together to to like get away from the tigers yes. which is a great that was a great ride, one a great he ride. gave a one he
2: gave one bone to his own rewrite but i guarantee if bliss took place during a tropical storm or really just a little bit of rain he loves we could have had a half bone. we could have yeah. had a half bone out of him but it wasn't to be all right love and light and bliss and to light. everybody love, love and light night. god bliss drift on memory bliss of the you. The camera pans, the
1: We're living in a simulation, man. Like, don't you know I'm loco?